Hey everybody, it's Greg and I back for another episode of Black Techies, where today's topic is staying relevant in an ever-changing culture. Greg, how you doing today? I'm doing, I'm, I'm improving. Um, mm-hmm. Working, it's, it's challenging for all the wrong ways. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think you know the, like the story, but I guess for the listeners, I can just say like I have one of those bosses that when you present your work to them, they completely strip the the identity of your work and make it theirs. To present oh wow, to the t- yeah. Um, my uh, a lady and I, we worked late uh, yesterday to give this deliverable. And it had rationales, it had the whys and like, you know, explanations as to what, because I do like the social media. So I was doing their content for April, the captions and all that. And that, even though people don't think it's a lot of work, it is, you have to make sure that links and descriptions and stuff are right. You have to go and, you know, research for accuracy when it comes to these brands and these companies, right? So I said I stayed up on the phone with the woman that I was working with for about three hours. And this was when I got home around like 6.30. And I was on the phone until midnight working like on this project. And then what happened was they took the document. When I say they, talk about my boss. Took the document, stripped all identity of whatever the fuck we did, rephrased, we like reworded a lot of the stuff that we both worked on, and then submitted it to the client and not only was it like it had no like flavor at all, it was just like a cut and dry like, hey, we just came up with this caption and here's our thought about it. They took away, we were supposed to do roughly about 10, 11 days. They gave them six. And I'm like, where are the rest of the days at? And these were what the client requested. So the lady that I was working with, her and I are like, oh, well, they're definitely going to bounce back and say, well, what happened to the rest of the deliverables that you were supposed to have? At that point, I can read, you know, I can look at my boss and say, like, okay, this it, this has been multiple times where I've gone and given you, like, my interpretation of what you wanted, and it hasn't uh, appeased you. And I, I know this is going to sound crazy in case she ever hears it, but I, I'm at the point where I don't really care. Um, it's almost, and she, I don't feel like she's racist by any means. I feel like she she doesn't like men having a voice. And mm. yeah, like, cause I was like, I, I know she's a personable person and she like, when we, when we speak individually, like, okay, it's it, not like that off, like that vibe where you're like, okay, this person could be a racist. Right. So it's not that at all. Yeah. But it's definitely one of the vibes where it's like, when I speak, it's always questioned when I speak. It's, and I, I don't mind being challenged, but when I'm challenged about every single thing, it's like, okay, like you, you're doing this shit intentionally or yeah. You know, you're doing it out of spite. And, like, I'm meeting with her and, like, another creative tomorrow to go over, like, the the whys of why they did what they did. Because at that point, we'll know what the client likes and dislikes. And more importantly, like, their their thought process on why they stripped the entire fucking thing. But since my my company is a little bit smaller, we, um, we have a short team. And 
I report directly to a woman. I, I don't want to be that guy that's just like anti-woman about certain things, but I can just comfortably say like some women and some women like dominated fields absolutely do not fucking want to work with men. I, I can comfortably say that without sounding like a sexist or anything like that. And the reason why I know that is because her and I started a month between each other. Like she started last year. I started this year. And it's one of those things where I was like, yo, like what, like what is going on? Like I'm presenting the work to you that you wanted that way that you wanted it done. And then you go in and you rephrase things. And I'm all like, I'm fine with you rephrasing things, but it's like, I'm trying to figure out what is the, like, but what makes what you said any better than what I did? And I know I'm talking like long winded about it, but it's, I'm really kind of passionate about it because I've, I went from putting shit in chat GTP and, you know, very smart AI system. And they're like, okay, this is how you should phrase these things, putting that stuff in there. Then I was like, you know what? Let me go and start putting this shit in Quillbot. Let me start putting this stuff in Grammarly to make sure I'm like, okay, I'm not saying it wrong. I'm not using slang. I'm talking in like right. the whitest term you could possibly put. And then she still right. goes and edits the shit. So it's like, bro, like, okay, uh, un- enough's enough. I just need to know. Like, I understand you want to make it client facing, but it's like there's you're stripping every identity of like not just flavor but creativity. It's like if you don't want me to be mm-hmm. creative uh, about my work. Then, like, why why am I leading the the, the social media? Like, right. I, I like I just don't I don't feel like I can be creative about my work, and I shouldn't feel that way two months in. And I love my job; it's just her. I can I can comfortably say it's just her. So, mm-hmm. and the, another reason I said this is because today is Wednesday. On Tuesday, I had a meeting with you know. The reason why I got this job, um, can't say their name or, you know, whatever. He was like, oh, yeah, like, she came to me and said, like, you're not, like, you're not really being, like, receptive to, like, new information. I was like, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, he he sent me an email. He was like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to feel like, I don't want you to feel like we're piling on you and nothing like that. I was like, no, I report to one person, but you're listening to one person. That's completely fine. Um, I've worked with other people before, but to say someone's not receptive, it's like, no. They're telling you I'm not receptive, but I only speak to one person. Reception usually means there were other people that spoke. There's a difference between being receptive and saying exactly what it is. I'm not doing what the fuck she right. wants me to do, what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. This is no, like, that's a misinterpretation of the term reception. And for anybody right. who's going to get to tech or stuff like that, you will come across one person. They may be a boss. They may be somebody else who present this way. And that's right. I mean, I've, done, right. I've done everything under the sun. Like I've gone back and forth to say, like, you know, this is why I believe this is this way. This is what I should, you know, do to improve. And what I found and I'll, I'll be quiet after because I got to walk in the house. But I, I know I'm pretty much keeping it tr- like a track record of. Mm-hmm. The things that she does, because eventually someone's going to have to be like, oh, like we, we need to reel her in because like she she's I'm not saying she's not the right person for the job because she can say the same thing about me. What I'm saying is. She's taking everybody else's work and phrasing it as if she did it, like almost like she getting she's getting the credit for the right. work. When we 
mm-hmm. when we have these meetings, she dominates the meetings with her speech, with how she brings up things. Today, she presented an influencer list of about like 176 people that, guess who researched? Me. I wasn't even wow. in the meeting when it was presented. They, um, we also, I think I told you about the social media audit for this company that we're, yeah. doing, we're dealing with. Um, I presented my social media audit to her. She said it wasn't client facing. And the person that was training me, she also let that person go because he was telling her, we don't have the access to the, the data, to the account in order to give them a, a thorough analysis or an audit, right? She didn't like that answer. But again, he was a man. So like, see where I'm going with this shit, right? Um, right. After, after this flows through, I find out that, oh, that this is just things she does. One of the ladies, I can't say her name, we like we were like having a conversation, and she was like, "Oh yeah, like she edits my work all the like she edits my work all the time, and I you know I don't understand why because I did the research, I've like phrased things correctly, I've done what I need to do, and it just it feels a little bit weird, like it's always being corrected. I was like, oh, she she likes to correct people. She doesn't like to mm-hmm. like, and it's fine that you're correcting people, but it was like, what if there's nothing wrong? Like you're right. looking for things. So I messaged her today talking about my boss. And I was like, Hey, I appreciate you took time out to do what you need to do. Cause now it gives me a gauge of what you want. But the issue is she gives us what she wants. And then the client doesn't like it. Or the client's not appeased uh, by it. Cause yeah, it, it looks, I don't want to say whitewash, but it's like, okay, like it, it looks like a white woman's presented instead of the culture that needs to be talking about this. You know what I mean? So right. I've just been checking my boxes. I'm like, okay, eventually like a case will be built about the wise and you know, all mm-hmm. this because it's like, okay, like I'm just waiting for it because I found out also that there was a, another, there was a woman that works at the company who her and my boss had an interaction where she was upset at how her work was being corrected. And I was like, wait a minute. My, okay, so now it's not just me. It's the person who got who was the consultant that she let go because he was telling her information she didn't want to accept. Then there's the other woman that I just did the project with, and then there's me. So there's four people right now who are just like, okay. And the thing is, my boss is like on senior leadership, and she's the only woman on senior. Well, no, she she does another woman on senior leadership, but she's the the one woman who's like, okay, like project like. Like up high, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, like, I don't need to build a case. I know what I'm doing. But if someone to ask me, which is the guy, like the person I got the job through, he asked me and I was like, I need to know who I'm presenting my work to. Like, right. it'd be different right. if we all brainstormed. And I, I really hope people like get what I'm about to say, because this shit matters. And I didn't realize the scope of this. Regardless of how big your company is, there should be brainstorms where the work is presented to you and you guys talk through that brainstorm. Because what is happening, at least in my case, is the work is given to her or the tasks are given to her after I do them. She rephrases and does scope and figures out how she wants to word it. And after she does that, guess what? Nothing happens. Yeah. Like it gets, it gets edited. There's a whole bunch of comments and like, can we fix this? Um, Last night I heard a few a few things. I was like, okay, what like what is this? Um, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can send you the message. 
while we're on the show because I, I want you to see the shit live so you can be like, oh, like that's how that works. Um, right. So basically, the message from yesterday was this, like, and this wasn't from my boss. It was from the person who was working under her that was like assisting her in like the project. Right. Mm-hmm. They had said that, that, like, the wording was it felt a little high level. I think we need to explain why we want them to use it. What are the benefits? That was yesterday. Then today, I get a message. I was like, okay, you know, sure, but, I'll, you know, how does this work? It says, this content was supposed to be more of a high-level overview on the why around creating an Instagram account, but I think we can just remove this for now. You know what I said? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. And... The reason why I said nothing is because gotta reconnect. <laughs> I'm gonna wait until Greg is able to get his signal back. I think he's going in the house now, so it's gonna be a three pause. I'll be taking a little bit longer than expected for him to come back on. Um, But I guess to continue on with the show until he pops back, kind of going into the topic of the show. Yeah, like what I do is essentially... Yeah, you actually faded out. It was like a long pause for like a few minutes. Oh, Oh, that was... Do you hear me now? Can you hear yeah, me now? it's like it's um yeah you you're kind of in the matrix a little bit, but now you're back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, what I was saying was that how I handle this behavior now is completely different from how I handled before. Before I used to challenge and be like, "No, I, I think I have the right idea." Now I want to see that person fall flat on their face. Hmm. I, I want them to present what they present and then it's not I won't say not right but they present it and it's like oh yeah but how about we do like something different and it goes out that way I read that because then when we go back and we say you know in our meetings like oh well why was this wrong I can say well guess what I gave them something they you know they sent out something completely different and that's what happened today there were like not grammatical errors but there were errors where it's like that day doesn't match. This doesn't match. And more importantly, the stuff that the client asked for, not all of it's there. So yeah, my little wrap up to, you know, before we get into the actual show about how I'm doing, do what Greg did. I'm not saying I'm right about it, but if you were ever in a, a challenging position with like authority at your job, the best course of action is this. Use like questions. Just keep asking fucking questions until it annoys them. The reason why is when it annoys them, they are going to be like, okay, I answered it, I answered it, I answered it. How like how can I get you to get it through? Do it, do it yourself. That's what had to happen today. Like we got, you know, I kept asking questions, I kept getting the stuff, and what she ended up having to do is do the work. She missed her deliverables as a result of trying to do my work, even though my work was already done. Wow. Right. Yeah. So 
I sat back comfortably and y'all know we have a meeting tomorrow and I'm sure she's going to bring up the fact that she missed her deliverables. And I'm like, I also stayed up late to give you your deliverables and it Mm -hmm. wasn't sufficient enough for you to the point where you had to change the entire thing. Like the document that we were working in, she copy and paste stripped all of that, put it into a new document to work alone on her own. And then she submitted it without showing up. Wow. The social, yeah, the social media audit, what she did was she hired a consultant to do the social media audit that I'd already done. And I've never talked to this person. I haven't interacted with this person. They're supposed to present mm-hmm. the social media audit. They're supposed to present it next week, right? The issue with them presenting it next week is I haven't seen it. So if they wanted Greg to present it, it's going to be like, I don't know what I'm presenting because I didn't do this. This is not my work. This is y'all work. Right. So what I, what I told another person, I told my wife was this. What would offend me is if get the social media audit and it's all the information that I put in just pretty fired to appease my boss. That is when I have to have a conversation. At that point, I have to say, okay, point, you're doing it intentionally. And I don't know if either one, I'm a good fit here or two, if there's something I need to do, like if I need to start appeasing you or start doing the work for the client, because it feels like the client never gets us. They get what she wants to give them. And right. so far mm-hmm. over the past month and a half or well, two months that I've been there, it's like some things have worked. Some things are successful, but then there's a lot of them that they just don't like. Um, I can say without like giving actual like information. Now, again, I'll shut up after this. Um, the one, the client, one of them is a little bit standoffish about our like talking about my company's approach to things because they have been doing things their way for a very long time. Right. And then here we come all those lofty ideas of like we should have collaborative tools so we can see what you're doing and you can see what we're doing. And while that's that's great, they don't want to do that because they're like, no, look, let us do our work. You do your work over there and then we collaborate through these meetings and stuff, which I absolutely agree Mm -hmm. because I say the same thing. I like to work in my own little bubble, send you my work. I don't need you to give me like the pat on the back. Hey, Greg, you know, you did good and stuff like that. What I need you to do is say, you know what, Greg, like, I like this. This is good work. Let, let's, let's work on this thing or I would do it this way. You don't go and take the work and completely revamp it and then present it as if like you got help on it. No, you did the work. You go ahead and take the right. credit. There's that. So. That, that's been the challenge for the last week since the last episode of Black Techies. I'll be quiet for a second. Mm. Wow. First of all, uh, the fact that, you know, your boss is kind of going over your head and um, taking your work, number one. Number two, presenting it as theirs. And then number three, the fact that the clients are not happy with it is a big red flag. Now, I don't know who's over her, but I think there definitely needs to be an overall conversation with how she's conducting herself as far as these projects are concerned. Now, they don't want to get to the fact, they don't want to get to the point where the client is so unhappy to where they just drop y'all all together. Now, once you start losing clients, that's where, that's where it just all goes downhill. So, I, I, I'm not sure how 
how y'all should be be able to go about having these conversations, but one definitely needs to happen because, and, and this is actually quite common with a lot of women in positions of power, I would say. Like if they're able to, if they're in a managerial position, that's a position of power. And this is actually really common. It's, it's, it's this thing where, you know, you know, a lot of women in managerial positions, if they're over men, then they know, okay, yeah, you can't over talk me. It's, it's whatever I say goes. It's this, um, it's this need to just have control over everything. And, and it's really weird. And women are not exempt from exhibiting that toxic behavior. So definitely want to point that out on, oh, on this podcast. Absolutely. Like for me, I feel like I work well with others. I communicate and excel with others. I'm, I can either be an independent person or I can be a collaborator. Like if the podcast isn't evident enough, like, I mean, just use that as information. But with her, it, it boggles my mind because when we like anything else, like related, we we have good conversations. We engage and stuff like that. It's just work. Right. It's just the work. I found out that like her kids went to similar schools that I went to. I, you know, we both like sports. We like to engage. We we literally just had a team building retreat last week where everything seemed to be going well. And then I get pulled into that meeting on Tuesday from that, you know, the person that got me the job. And I, now I can say it without saying it. This person's higher up than her. Hmm. When I say higher up, like there's CEO and then there's the person under the CEO. He's him. Right. But my thing is, I don't like using that. I I don't need to have somebody like pacify me or say like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? But I also know this. He and her had a really like not a relationship, but they had like a similar role together, like at a previous job. So right. I don't want to take I don't want to take it that far because to me it doesn't matter. I just need to know when I present my work, regardless of how good it is to me and the other people that have collaborated with me to do it. Are you going to continue to parse things the way you see fit? Yeah, because I mean their role is like project manager manager and stuff like that, but that's not project management. That's dictatorship. Right. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's you. Taking somebody's essentially taking somebody's word, saying how can I rephrase it? Like, how can I make it make sense to me before I present it to somebody else? Right. And yeah, and that's definitely not the job of the project manager. The project manager, literally, you're just managing the project. You're making sure it stays on track. You're making sure it stays exactly. um, within budget. You know, things like that. That's their job. They're not really doing the actual work. That's what the rest of the team is for. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not at my wits end is one of those things where I know eventually, like, it, it's going to come out and it's going to be ugly and it's not going to yeah. come for me. And the reason why I know this is because I can, I can, it's not even comfortable to say, I can say I'm legitimately the, this at my job, there's one Asian person, there's one out, out of the team of about like 30, between like 30 to 34 people. I'm the only black person that's ironically male. There are no black women. So there's that. Mm. Um, there's one Asian woman and there's one uh, 
like Indian descent woman, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. That that's the culture. When, and yeah. when we did our retreat, when we did our retreat, we're trying to figure out like the pillars of the company, right? And the term culture came up, but I hate to say it, white people don't like the term culture. They they don't. They like to appropriate yeah. it. They like to steal from it. They like to analyze it, but yeah. embrace it. Absolutely not. Now I'm not saying my boss doesn't do that, but I've definitely seen other people do it. I've definitely I've been in cultures like job cultures that they're like, oh, we're like a family, and I'm like, no, I don't like that term, family. Like we cool, we work together, but we're definitely not family. We're right. definitely not family. So, but yeah, that 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 was pretty much what you know what it was, I guess. Um, I know for me, I'm just I'm very happy with the work that I produce. We just need to sit in a room and get into the like allow me to do my work and I don't mind you asking like why is this here, why is this here? But trust me enough to get the work done. And right. even though I've only been here for two months, like I've literally I went from coming in there with my ideas to present it the way that I thought that she wanted me to present it. And that still wasn't sufficient. So now, like, I'm sure you saw the text, the photo I sent, where it was like, okay, it went from, oh, this is too high level to it's not high level enough. And it's like, okay, there can't be a, like, we we can't do that. We're we're playing words and magic. Then I have to think, I'm dealing with creatives and not people who create. Mm -hmm. Like, creatives have the ideas, but they don't, like, present it. And for me, as a social media manager, to hear from people, like, I had to develop a strategy for Instagram and explain to them why Instagram like matters. And they're like, Oh, we don't even really use Instagram. Like I I just don't see the use case. I'm like, well, your client wants to use it. So like adapt to it. Like I had to tell them that, um, like what highlights meant on Instagram page. I'm like, yo, I'm talking to people. They're not 70 years old. Like I had to explain to them like the difference between a timeline post, a reel and a story. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And I get it. That's work. I'm sure they probably have an idea or just my issue is like I had to go and tell them and I gave it to them in explicit detail and they rephrased it. They reworded it. I'm like, no, like you asked me to the person who knows about it to do it. And then you rephrased it. And it's like, I don't want to hear that. Well, how would the client take it? I was like, yeah, I would usually agree if I didn't input into four different like you know spell checkers and grammarly quiz bot and rephrase it because you wanted me to rephrase it this way i'm like i i'm putting on my inside voice so rather because you know what's going to happen next if i do what i'm supposed to do it um is to you know vocalize and it's going to be oh why is he raising his voice why is he so passionate about this he, he's being a little bit aggressive like it's going to be that shit right so yeah. What I plan on what I plan yeah. on doing is saying nothing. Because right now, again, building a case. I don't want the woman fired. I don't want something to happen to her. I just want someone to say, is does she have to I get it as a project person, you you're supposed to be there to help and assist and make sure that the project goes well. But right. are you attempting to do everybody's work? And that's why you're swamped. So that yeah, that, that's just Okay. Well, yeah, and uh, and uh, I was 
like I was saying a little earlier, the fact that she's missing her own deliverables just to do y'all work, there's going to be questions raised about that at some point. Like, okay, why are you missing your own deliverables? And why just trying to do something else? So why is that happening? And she's got to be able to answer that. Um, The other thing is, with your clients being unhappy so far, she's Mm got to answer to that too. And you don't want to get to the point where the client is unhappy and they leave because that's, you know, and then of course, you know, word of, and of course, word of mouth with companies is, you know, word can get around. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But yeah, totally. When you describe the demographics of who you're working with, it, it totally makes sense. You know, there's, I can't really think of anybody else who would be, who would, you know, say something and it shouldn't really fall on you because being the only, the only black male there, it will make a hostile environment for you. Just like you just said. Exactly. So it's like, no, just leave it as it is. Cause the thing is there are other people who are frustrated. They just don't know what to say. And they're hoping that I'm going to be the one to say something. Absolutely not. Mm. What's going to happen is she's going to fall on her face because it's happened a few times already, but it's going to be a big thing. And then, Mm. like, I'm not praying on her downfall, but it's like she's going to present something that somebody else was supposed to give, like me or another person, and it's going to fall flat, and she's going to wonder why. And it's like, well, because you didn't listen to what they said. You have your ideas based off of what you thought they said. Like, they, we had a meeting, and I don't want to, like, make the whole show about this, but... Mm We had a meeting with the client about like what they wanted for their like content calendar for the month, right? They gave us ideas and stuff like that. She, you know, my boss and you know the like the timekeeper, whatever. They went and made notes of what was supposed to be on there, right? The issue was this: she cherry picked what she thought was important, and mm. you know when it, when it came to like certain stuff like the deliverable that we gave today she cherry picked from that so it's like for example we're supposed to do a post about national garden month and i told her when i did my version one of the content calendar that hey they every year this client does a post about national garden month she says well i don't i don't think like that's a, a, that's a big ask, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's not about what the fuck you think. Like, and I'm, I'm trying to be nice about it. I was like, yo, it's not really about you, bro. Like, they said that that's what they wanted, right? And they had mentioned it in passing, right? So they mentioned it in passing that they wanted to do a National Garden Month, but they weren't quite sure how they wanted to operate the tweet, right? Then, you know, we go into the meeting with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we definitely want to talk about it. But she had already told me to take it off the dock, like, off the docket, like, yeah, like, we don't even want to bring that up because of this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh, all right, wow. cool. Yeah. So then next week when we do have this meeting and or whenever they see the email and they're like, well, why isn't this on there? And I'm going to be like, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. she, has her, she, has her, she has her ideas that she doesn't run past anybody. Like, everybody runs shit through her, but she don't run it back. And yeah. I, I, that's a huge problem. It's like, oh, well, this mm-hmm. is what I, I would present. But then, like, because her thing is she's the top dog. So whatever she presents is what, like, is the best. And it's like, no, what you're doing is you're taking everybody's good shit and trying to make it better shit. But what you're doing is you're just making shit. You, you're putting shit with shit. And, event, like, even though you have two good things, putting them together could make them worse. 
So if you're taking your idea and my idea, like, just tell me what my idea was. What was my premise? What's the why on why I did that? And you'd understand. What she does, though, is she tries to analyze it. And again, the last thing I'm going to say about it, because it will irritate me all over again. She doesn't read to completion before getting her answers. She goes, like, say if you give her a doc, like a document of what you've done. She goes line by line trying to criticize or find something about it and asking questions, reading the entire thing. Like, she'll get down, she'll get to page one. Like, I'm not saying line by line. That was the wrong way of saying it. Like, she'll go to page, like, she'll briefly look at it. She'll, like, scan page one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, then go back to page one. And she'll get to the end of page one. She was like, well, what's the reason for this? Or what's the why on this? And it's like, am I asking you the, like, am I answering you or am I answering somebody else? The And this is how I knew. This is just things that she does. The deck that I told you about, the like the Instagram deck that they want to present to the client, right? Right. This deck at the beginning of the day started as a four-page deck. When I say four-page, not including the you know, the opener, right? So it went from four to 13 because extra shit just needed to be added. Just cause. And I said to myself, I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with this shit because all I do is data and social media. That's all I plan on doing is fucking data. Mm -hmm. So again, y'all sorry for listening for the last 30 minutes about Greg and his job. But again, this is a, a learning lesson for me as well, working yeah. not just tech, but, and I hate to say it, but I mean, this is my show, so I have to say it. When I say my show, our show is like, mm-hmm. like microaggressions at work do exist. And you have yes. to know how And the, mm-hmm. the best way I, I operate with microaggressions is this, ignoring them. Because they're going to say what the fuck they're going to say. Right. They're going to do what the fuck they want to do. But it's it's ultimately up to how like you deal with it. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll be quiet so we can get to the next topic. <laughs> oh man, if, if I can only you know tell the many stories that I've had over my time at my current employer, um, of the microaggressions the micromanaging like it, it's crazy and and I think it's it, unfortunately it's almost expected within the tech field and I, I think now with uh, everything that's kind of going on with Gen X I think we're seeing a generation that now calling those kinds of things out like no we're not going to deal with that and um yeah, I, I think with those kinds of folks, you kind of let, let them shoot themselves in the foot, and it's gonna it's gonna come really, really soon. That that kind of behavior doesn't last long in 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 the uh, business world. But um, just kind of moving on to uh, the topic of the show, staying relevant in ever changing culture. Now, when you sent me the topic of the show, immediately I went to Chat GPT. Um, that's pretty much been the talk, the conversations of my team and all over Twitter, of course. Um, you sent me the app and, and 
and which, which is an awesome app, by the way, which integrates chat GT, GPT with other AI um, chat functionalities. And I started to think about how this will change how we how we do certain things. Two in particular being how we how we uh, create documents, how we write our papers, research papers. So to all those university students, how will it change the way they do their research, how they do their papers? Uh, for those in the job market, how will it change the way you know they search for their jobs, how they put together their resumes? Uh, and I did find a couple of articles. One that I found that was really good on writing a resume with chat GPT. And this article is on CNBC.com, written by uh, Morgan Smith. And the name of it is Chat GPT Can Help You Write a Standout Resume in Seconds. It's the Ultimate Resume Writing Cheat Code. And I've actually tried this. I actually did try using Chat GPT to write me a resume of a entry level IT professional. I just made it really broad. And I mean, it it really it wrote out this whole resume, and it was perfectly formatted, perfectly laid out. I was I was amazed. Um, and in the article, the author writes. Uh, out of more than a thousand current and recent job search seekers polled in resumebuilder.com, nearly half reported using Chat GPT to write their resume or cover letter. Of those candidates, 70% said they saw a higher response rate on their applications when they submitted an AI generated resume than a non AI resume, and 59% were actually hired. And that's pretty significant because I think if you're one of those folks who don't think to uh, use AI or think AI is even possible to create a legitimate resume, you may be shocked by this. Um, <laughs> I actually follow someone on Instagram who owns a resume building business. And she commented, she was like, you know, y'all are using chat GPT to write these resumes and they don't look right. Like they look like they were generated by AI. And I just had to stop and think. I said, okay, are you saying this because that's the way it looks? Or are you saying that because it could impede on your on your money making business? So it's like, why why are you really being critical of chat GPT generated resumes. And then of course, another person I followed, they tweeted how they use chat GPT to create a resume and it actually got them um, more interviews. So it's kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum is where, okay, someone saw the real benefit in it. And then you saw someone else who could possibly lose money as a, as a, because of chat GPT. So those are, those are really two interesting things that kind of comes out of that. But Greg, have you tried that yet? Have you tried to just randomly write a resume with it? I haven't done a resume yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, who knows? I might have to fucking do that in a year. But um, basically, <laughs> like Chat GTP, like what I did do was not a resume. I did a cover letter, and it yep. it 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 stuck the landing for sure. 
Like I, mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it, and I think it's accurate. It's going to save a lot of people a lot of money. You don't have to keep going to these resume editors and stuff like that. Just yes, it's going to save a lot of people, especially at work. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, another uh, part to Chat GPT and kind of changing the way things are going to be going to be done is in the universities. And that's with, you know, students being able to use chat GPT to either do resume or somehow, um, not resume, but research, but also somehow using chat GPT to write out their papers. And I think that's going to make universities kind of look at their policies a little bit better and, and possibly try to look for ways to, uh, stop that in its in its tracks and i actually found um a couple of articles about that and it's just really interesting to see you know the discourse around chat gpt and ai so far but um in in one particular article on wire.com the author writes uh after listening to his peers rave about the generative ai tool chat gpt uh, the student decided to toy around with the chatbot while writing an essay on the history of capitalism, uh, best known for its ability to generate long-form written content in response to user input prompts. The student expected the tools to produce a nuanced and thoughtful response to his specific research directions. Instead, his screen produced a generic, poorly written paper he never dared to claim as his own. <laughs> that That's funny. Um, now now i think and we've discussed uh chat gpt and ai on a previous show chat gpt works off of what's currently out there in the uh world wide web it's not something that we tell it to do it it goes out and basically searches for the information and it kind of spits it back in a in a format so, you know, hearing things like that, it's not too surprising. However, what it can do in instances like this, it can give you a quick basis. Whereas you're probably starting with a blank slate, uh, bank, blank slate. you now mm-hmm. have ChatGPT writing all of this out now, and you can just pretty much go back and edit it as you see fit, kind of like what your <laughs> manager was doing. Yep. Chat GPT did the the write up. Okay, I don't really like the way this looks. Let me change that, change that, add this, take away that. That's pretty much what it is. But I think at the end of the day, there's going to be um, a dilemma on the part of the universities to say, okay, how can how do we know that this was AI generated instead of yep. the student typed it out? So uh, I, I think that's that's going to be an issue. And I think there are some developers out there kind of working on um, different tools that can detect chat GPT. One in particular was GPT zero. And this is being reported by digitaltrends.com. And GPT zero is basically a web app and a service at the time designed to detect whether a text has been written by human or by AI. I guess my big question is, 
I guess what's really the difference? I mean, how can you really tell that it was written by? Is it because it'll be too perfect? It'll be too structured? Is that how they'll be able to tell whether or not it's been written that way? Or Mm -hmm. are they just going by the usage of certain terms? If they can see, okay, based on internet hits, this term is very widely used. So that, okay, we know that that chat GPT kind of pulled this out. So I guess I'm just curious to see how, how far this will go and how exactly they can determine whether or not it was human uh, written or AI written. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, they were, you know, universities uh, use Turnitin. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that service at all. Um, I'm not. Well, they may have you, well, they'll have you uh, write your paper and then they'll have you submit it to this service called Turnitin. So Turnitin helps detect plagiarism. So if you go in and depending on your score, that is, it let your professor know, okay, you plagiarized this paper or, okay, you, okay, you wrote your paper. And I think what kind of saves people in this instance is properly citing things and also citing your sources in the um, in the appendix. So those kinds of things save students. But um, they also want to know: Can Turnitin detect Chat GPT? Mm. And I think it kind of goes along with that GPT zero, where they may look to see the occurrence of the use of certain words. Like uh, even AI, like how, how okay, how many times does AI appear on the World Wide Web, and that may help to see okay, you didn't really write this paper, so I think it'll be interesting to see how universities adapt to that, and I'm also curious to see how um, prospective employers react to Chat GPT generated resumes. Because I'm, I'm guessing these are okay so far because, you know, a lot of people who are using them, they're actually getting interviews and a lot of people are getting hired. But I wonder if that's something that's going to, you know, remain. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, the thing is, I'm still trying to figure out chat GTP and, like, the like the workers of it. I just, I don't, I don't want to say I, like, like the experience of it mm-hmm. and when i say the experience meaning like that it's now like to get the full like experience you have to pay it's like twenty dollars and I, I don't mind yeah. that but the the things that i have asked it to do is done well but mm-hmm. when i have to start complicating things like i'm sure it's going to get extra com- like complex the one thing I keep saying, though, that I would really like chat GTP to do is truly be a chat, which is when I ask right. the first question, it gives me like what it gives me its results. And then after it gives those results, we can go and um, well, how can I how can I put it? I can go into that result, get the que- the first question answered, but I have more mm-hmm. Like, I want to expound on that question. And I just continue right. asking, like, can you elaborate on your answer? Like, it, I don't think it does that yet. And I'm hoping that eventually it gets to that point. Mm. But I don't think it's yeah. quite there. 
Yeah, and and I've noticed that too. I think when if you start to ask it the more complicated questions, that's when it kind of slows down a bit, or it just stops responding altogether. And and I sent and I, I sent an instance of that in the group chat. Like I never mm-hmm. got a response to my questions, <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Like I never got a response, and I guess it was it was a historical question. So I guess it was one of those to where it's like, I, okay. How, how do I answer that? But um, I think when it kind of goes to staying relevant, um, when things are constantly changing, AI isn't going anywhere. I think chat GPT will definitely morph into something bigger. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I was on Twitter and uh, a girl that I follow mentioned that chat GPT can be jailbroken. Yep. Now, <laughs> now I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm, I'm not surprised. And I think the more people figure that part out, I think the more evolved it will be. So I, I, I think, you know, I think we definitely encourage others to use chat GPT get what you can get out of it and really, really take the time to see where it, it can go, really see the possibilities of it. Um, at the same time, like we mentioned in another show, there's also the possibility for misinformation and mm-hmm. abuse. So really also stay mindful of that too. Um especially at a time with culture wars and, and things like that. So definitely stay mindful of that absolutely yeah but yeah def- definitely um good show um any any parting last words dang i only want the show to end damn it's only been a, it's been an hour already fuck i talk too much yeah um, <laughs> no i mean it, it's i think what i think talking about your experience it's it's good because it's not just TikTok tech, where it's all just a good day. Yeah. These are things yeah. that need to be discussed within tech. Yeah. Um, we didn't, like, I didn't really go through my little scope of TikTok because I've been, like, not TikTok, but like social media because I haven't paid in a lot of attention. Please excuse my dryer singing to y'all in the background. I'll fix the audio later. But basically, um, this week in social media, like news news, outside of chat GTP being like the thing and yeah. the wave, um, they have absolutely attempted to annihilate TikTok, but they yeah. are they're leveraging Pinterest. They're trying to make Pinterest the thing. Um, and living in D.C., they have gone out of their way, like TikTok's gone out of their way to promote that, hey, they're a safe platform for privacy and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know how long it's going to last. And the reason why I say I don't know how long mm-hmm. it's going to last because there are a lot of people that are pissed off because their bread and butter, their bread and butter, their money hinges on TikTok. Yep. If you get rid of them, and it's not just creators, they are just um, 
like the government, and I don't want to talk about them too bad, but they are really messing up the idea of free speech by doing what they're doing to TikTok. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen? People are going to go into their own personal silos and have these conversations and they're going to revolt. That's like, imagine if the 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 people, I don't want to give them a name, like I don't want to identify them, but those individuals from yeah. January, if they didn't do what they did publicly, we, we would have never known. It would have just fucking happened. We wouldn't have been prepared mm-hmm. for that. They did it publicly right. on social media. That's why social media exists. Sometimes people telling on themselves saves people's lives. If you start having people go into these little telegram groups and WhatsApps and planning this stuff, and there's not like a whistleblower that they, you know, somebody can go to TikTok and say, hey, January 6th, they've often do right. something stupid. Guess what? Right. We will not know. We will absolutely not know. Um, what other social media is there? Facebook, I still hate it. Um, I don't understand why it's glorified, but that's a story for another day. Instagram is, <laughs> they're preparing people to have to get on um, Instagram that aren't on there already. But the issue is they mute more people than TikTok does. I got like, yeah, I got booted from TikTok for like hate speech because I told a white woman that she like was appropriate in black culture. She, you know, I don't want to give her any more like free promo than she deserves because she's garbage. But what she would do is she was like, I love you, black man. She's a white woman. But she was doing it in a very condescending way. And we're looking at everybody right. saying, okay, we don't know what the fuck you doing. You just, you, you pandering right now, right? TikTok, mm-hmm. hasn't, TikTok hasn't banned her, but they will ban people who talk shit about her or people who comment. Mm-hmm. But it's always people mm-hmm. of color. And the reason right. why of color are on TikTok, now we could have always left TikTok and went somewhere else. Ain't nowhere to go because ain't nowhere safe. So we're just going to deal with what we deal with. We don't like Elon. Right. So we still on Twitter because like black Twitter ain't changed. Twitter's changed. That's why we still on there. And I, I really wish people mm-hmm. would like get that into their lexicon because that's exactly what the fuck it is. Facebook, you don't want to be somewhere where I keep saying it every week. Facebook is the digital phone number. I'm not giving my phone number to right. everybody. Just not giving my Facebook right. to everybody. So leave that alone. If we don't have TikTok, people aren't going to go to YouTube. I know people are like, oh, just go and create your content for YouTube. YouTube does the opposite of what TikTok does. Allow you to monetize without having a niche. If you're on TikTok, I'm sorry, if you're on TikTok, you can literally make money on TikTok eating gum and gummy bears. I've seen the shit. I've seen people right, make yeah. noise in the TikTok lives and make hundreds of dollars a day. I haven't seen it on YouTube because YouTube doesn't embrace that. That that algorithm right. that YouTube has, like if I watch like four bubble guppy videos, yes, bubble guppies all over my timeline because the baby likes bubble right. guppies, right? But then I go and watch a battle rap clip. It'll be battle rap and then it'll be a whole bunch of kids videos. And I'm like, okay, that's not exactly what I want though because I've watched more than just the last two things I've seen. So yeah, it, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. But again, next week... I'm going to have way more insights because I'm going to spend time like looking at news and information because I think I went long in the tooth about the work stuff and I want to get back to tech shit. I want I want to talk yeah. not just social media. I want to talk about like products that I'm, you know, that both of us are interested in, like yeah. headphones, 
like that. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't really touch on CES because, in my opinion, CES is kind of like run its course because the what do you call it? The innovation is is gone. Like everybody has everything. Like remember, once upon right. a time, people used to get robbed for their iPhones. Now everybody has iPhones. It's not like a novelty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like I want to talk about where the the next evolution of tech is, and I honestly, I truthfully believe it's chat GTP. So I hope people get used mm-hmm. to hearing that. Um, we, we definitely need to start talking about it, and I, I really want people to embrace it now before it gets whitewashed by Google. Like, mm-hmm. start oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Once Google, like, once Google does it, it's going to get fucked up. So just don't let, don't look, don't do that. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna so we can get the exit. I know I've talked a lot, but again, thank y'all for listening. Um, we'll be back next week because guess what? We ain't going nowhere. Right. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, that definitely thank you for letting everybody know your experience. Um, but yeah, definitely check us Black Techies out weekly. Coming back with more more content, more techie stuff. But thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. Greg, once again, thank you for a great show. Talking about your experience. Hopefully everybody learned from it. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace, y'all. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 